So I, I spoke with one of our uh, three listeners oh, yeah. earlier. Simon is her favourite panellist. What? Hello, I'm Phil Smith and welcome to Eurovision in Isolation. Yes, we are back from a short interlude, but hopefully you've caught up with our extra bonus feature episode. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to our drag show of musical horrors as we take a look at some of the weirdest acts to ever partake in European competitive singing. Speaking of drag, here's four people that I certainly find a drag to hang out with once a week. It's Bianca Del Rio, it's Alexander Smith. Hello, Phil. Jiggly Caliente, it's Dan Irvin. Hello again, Phil. Alaska Thunderfuck, it's Minnie Meyer. Hi, Phil. And Pork Chop, it's Simon Reckenback. Hi, Phil. So, does everyone remember what we are doing this week? It's the Moldovan special episode. Thank you, Simon. Yes, it's our Moldovan special episode. Because if there is one country that always brings the crazy to Eurovision, it is Moldova. So, aside from the Eurovision acts that have, have been there since 2005, when they first entered... Can anyone tell me, without the help of Google, any famous Moldovans? <laughs> In fairness, yeah. you can do the same with famous Belgians. I challenge that we can't come up with five famous Belgians, non-footballers. Tintin and Poirot, they're Belgian. <laughs> Googling Moldovan Tintin. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've done better at Belgians than we have Moldovans. But... Aside from Eurovision tracks, does anyone know any Moldovan music? It's just Eurovision entries on it's Google. The, the one... There is one, uh, and don't look it up because this is today's game. There is, there is one song that I promise that all four of you will know that is Moldovan. And I will reveal it at the end of the show. Okay. Song number one. Song number one comes from... Moldova and was their 2011 entry. This comes from the band Zobsy Dobs and this is their song So Lucky. lucky to be listening to it. Minnie, why don't you take us through this one? From the dance halls of Jamaica to the garages of Southern California via Birmingham, ska music makes it to Moldova in 2011, just 15 years after its brief window of popularity has closed forever, or so we thought. This is ska sort of filtered through the monocle 
of some punk rock party gnomes, one of whom is on a unicycle throughout. Um, I can't decide what I find more offensive about this entry. The guy standing up playing the drum kit or their outfits. And I don't mean the tall cone hats. I quite like those. I object to the sleeveless cardigans. But apart from that, I think this is a really entertaining song. I like the horn breakdown. A lot of horns in Moldovan Eurovision songs, it turns out. It's, it's just nuts. I like the person on the unicycle who's holding a sort of long horn but doesn't seem to play it. I wonder if, if they hadn't had a riding a unicycle that she'd have made more of an effort to pretend to be playing this thing. I mean, they're all... They all hold instruments they're not really playing let's be honest we've got the drummer with the without a seat and about one snare drum and two cymbals that's about all he's got there as well isn't it she doesn't really try though she's it's not even anywhere near her face it's just sort of held <laughs> sorry are we, are we criticizing the effort put in by the unicyclist because for five men sat on seats on a laptop at the moment that seems a little bit harsh since seeing that Australian singing opera with a pole up her ass. We're too jaded. We're no longer impressed by someone just <laughs> staying upright on a unicycle for three minutes. Oh, is that it? Yeah. You can't even pretend to play the bugle. Come on, dear. Do you think? Do you think they they went for a unicyclist, or do you think they've they've like found the woman they wanted to do this part and then taught her how to unicycle? <laughs> they've definitely found a unicyclist, haven't they? It's not like Armageddon how they train some drillers to go into space rather than train astronauts to drill i th i think it would be counterintuitive much like armageddon is to just find someone because she looks like she'd be good on a unicycle <laughs> okay interesting um simon what were your thoughts on this one i i really enjoyed the the first scar entry had a stand-up drummer just to sort of troll mini <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was pretty perfect really. I also yeah. like that they I really like the hats they've gone for these huge conical hats, but I I do think it's a bit weird that the guitarists have clearly been like, no, we're not we're not doing that. The song itself I think is quite good. Um I like I like that it's different. It does sort of have a seven dwarves at an open mic night kind of vibe. I feel like Simon's maybe put in less preparation this week. I feel a bit drunk to be honest. <laughs> 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 okay, fine. We'll move on to sober panelists. Uh, Alex, is there another Alex on the podcast <laughs> who's sober? It's uh, it's 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 crazy, but 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 not in the way that some of the sort of novelty entries that we've looked at over the course of um, the, the podcast have been. Um, I just don't think it works because 60, 70, 75 percent of it is just mental shouting and drumming by these sort of dwarves in tall hats and then the camera pans around and oh there's a fairy in the background okay oh now the fairy's gonna gonna ride on the unicycle and then the song sort of segues into this sort of him whispering sweet nothings at her and then it reverts back to being completely mental and just shouty it's it's very disjointed and abrasive and rough Somewhat I like this analysis? <laughs> yes. Uh, it was a long three minutes. I, I, did, I, and I like this song, but even I managed to sort of, during this song, go to the kitchen, 
grab a grab a packet of crisps, finish the packet of crisps, go to the freezer, grab a nice lolly, and the song was still going on. I mean, the, all the songs are the same length, so that is just you know that is your ability to quickly eat crisps that's on trial there. Yeah, and it was one of those sharing bags as well. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I just made a whole cake with work today. Is that why you're covered in chocolate? Dan, did you like it? 1993. Uh, it's only two years after Moldovan independence from the Soviet Union. So it's no surprise that the nation remembers the 1993 comedy Coneheads so fondly. This homage actually stays true to the original as well by also trying far too hard to be funny while providing no redeemable content whatsoever. I, I mean, I did get flashbacks to the Smurfs in as much as, you know, there's there's five men and just one female. Both famous Belgians, I think. Oh, they are, yeah. More famous Belgians. It's They're the Moldovan cool. and Belgian special episode today. Um, right, okay. So shall we go on to do's and nils? This, for those of you new to the podcast, welcome. Thanks for joining. This is the part of the show where each of the panellists decides which is their favourite song, or douze pois, or which is their least favourite song, their nil pois. That is, for those of you that don't speak French, 12 points and zero points. Uh, is this anyone's douze pois? Yes, Phil, I'll give it my douze pois. I was bowled over by Moldova in 2011. There we have it, boys. The worst, lowest moment of the show. Minnie's rhyme. And possibly what? taste. I'm not sure. Yeah, Any I can't other? believe you gave that your 12. What? Alex, hold on. Hold on. Does anyone else want to give this their 12? Yes, Phil. I would also like to give this my 12 points. Can I retract my 12 points? You can. Yeah, yeah. So I like I like two things in this song that sort of stand make it stand out for me. I like the story element to what's going on with the sort of the performance, uh, and I like that it's a completely different style from what, what you What story? Like, well, hang on, what story? What? So, have, I, what sto- have I missed a story here? <laughs> so that if you if you listen to the lyrics, the, the, what the guy's talking about is basically like, at the start he's like, oh, I've got, I've got the martinis and the cars and I've got everything. And then this, this woman comes along and she's something different and interesting and like, and there's more to her than just what she looks like and that kind of stuff then they sort of, you know, they have this sort of, not on again and off again, because uh, that's a really terrible song. Uh, but, again off again, like but, a river ascend, da 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 they're, they're hanging around together, and she's like, and he's like, oh, I'm interested in you, and then she's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not interested, but I'm also not going anywhere. Is it like, I can't be with you, you're a gnome, I'm a fairy? Yeah, exactly. It would never work. So I like that. And then I, the other thing I like is that it's a completely different style from what you usually hear at Eurovision. When we've we've talked before about how if you actually ignore the performances, a lot of the, for example, soft rock songs, they all actually sound like Euro pop numbers. Um, it's definitely an unashamedly scar and it's having having more fun than you. And it doesn't it doesn't really care what you think. And that's why I gave it my 12 points. I can't believe first song in we've lost 50 percent of the dues pass. Wow. Okay, Nil Poise. Yeah, I can't quite believe uh, the takes of my colleagues here. I could understand if you don't want to give us your Nil, because there are some other pretty terrible songs that we're covering this week. But to give you a 12, it's crazy. For me, this is it's mad and it's kind of shit. So it's it's uh, it's a Nil Poise for me. I expect this of Simon, not of you, Minnie. 
Yeah, come, come, join me in the join me in the filth. It's not great start, boys. Not a great start. You have both received a black mark against your name. Uh, right, predictions. So, these five songs, Moldova have been very successful at Eurovision through the years, qualifying on ten occasions, which is uh, which is very strong. So, these songs that I've picked for you finished third, tenth. 12th, 14th, and there is one song in there that was a non-qualifier. Um, right, Simon, where do you think this song finished? This is an important moment in the podcast. Either I either I admit I haven't heard you, or through the rest of the podcast I'm saying, yeah, you know, middle of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> That's and we all know who he sounds like when he says, yeah, middle of the pack. <laughs> And song number two, we are moving on in time. This is to 2017. And this one is from Moldova. And this is the Sunstroke Project with Hey Mama. Come on! from the Moldovans. Simon, take it away. Right, so got to start with a bit of a history lesson here. Way, way back when they just started the internet in 2010, Moldova entered an artist called Sunstroke Project Eurovision, which had the audacity to have as its main feature an infectious saxophone riff played by a guy with liquid hips. This then created the first ever meme in Epic Sax Guy. Unfortunately, TikTok hadn't been invented in time for the contest, so it didn't become a viral sensation until enough people had seen the physically recorded copy on floppy disk, which took absolutely years. And then everyone forgot about it until popular YouTuber KSI created a video about it in 2017. Following the fans' reaction to this, the Sunstroke Project returned to enter the 2017 Eurovision Song Contest with another sax riff effort, this time combined with a simple leg tap dance which appeared to repeat infinitely on the screens behind them to really get the kids hashtagging. Even the three backing singer brides have slits strategically cut in their dresses to allow them to take part. It's one of my all-time favourites and a real pleasure to introduce. Dan, what did you make of this one? Careless Whisper was released in 1984, just seven years before Moldovan independence from the Soviet Union. So it's no surprise that they're a fan of a saxophone solo. But this is the Eurovision equivalent of when you're playing a kind of fighty game on the PlayStation and you only know one move, so you bash that button as frequently as often as possible. Occasionally you might try something else, but you don't really know what you're doing, so it doesn't, it's not as good. You go back to bashing the button over and over again. I, I have two further points. Firstly, uh, it's quite rude for you to bring up my personal Super Smash Bro technique on on the podcast i don't like sharing uh, my my tactics around widely um but secondly i do feel quite bad for the violinist within the sunstroke project the the singer obviously and front man gets a lot a fair amount of attention and epic sax guy gets a lot of attention that that violinist who is he do you remember the violin part from this song no 
No, no one does. To, to the point that Sunstroke Project is described on Wikipedia as a musical duo. <laughs> yeah, is I it? mean, he's he's very much Michael Collins, isn't he? Who's Michael Collins? Michael Collins, command module pilot of the Apollo 11 crew. Neil Armstrong, oh. of course, first on the moon, Buzz Aldrin second. Michael Collins, arguably doing the most important job in keeping the uh, command module running, but didn't actually land on the moon himself. That would suck. Oh, we're going to the moon. Can you stay on board? Yeah, just keep the meter running, mates. We'll only be 10 minutes. And then Neil Armstrong goes and fucks up the most important words spoken that century. I bet he was kicking himself. Michael Collins was like, I would have got that. <laughs> and just, just to clarify on Simon's point, reading further down the Wikipedia page, because, you know, if you're a professional, you don't just read the first paragraph. Uh, the the violinist in early 2019 left the band, hence why they're now a, a musical duo. They realised that he was surplus to requirements. Well, I think either he did or they did. Either way. I was going to try and say, let it never be said that I don't think about our editor. But then <laughs> turns out I can't speak. So that does make your job a little bit more difficult. Next on three CDs, <laughs> Bill Scats the Hits. <laughs> uh, but I suppose question uh, for you guys. Uh, do you think this is a a welcome return? Have they done a good job in coming back and bringing back, bringing back the meme? It makes sense if you're Moldover, I think, to uh, exploit the fact that you're a meme. Because as we've established, there's not a lot else that they're really known for. Yeah, true point. Anyone else? Yeah, I think it's I think it's right that they went back to the well. I I do actually prefer the the first song, but I think this is a a strong effort as well. Interesting. Their their first effort came in in twenty second place. So um, four of the five songs that I'm showcasing today did better than that one. So once again, it seems that the odds are in favour of the public disagreeing with Simon Rickenback's taste. Uh, any doozes for Sunstroke Project? Any nilpois for Hey Mama? Mundanity, thy name is Moldova. Okay, predictions. Uh, where do we think this one came? Uh, Alex? I think it probably came sixth. <laughs> no, I think it probably came third. Um, it's, got, it's got enough to sort of capture voters, so third song number three whilst we've still got energy uh we are we are jumping a couple of years back in time we are heading to 2015 and back to vienna and this next song is from uh moldova uh this is eduard romanuta and his song i want your love They look like very hot pants. Let's talk to Dan. Thank you, Phil. Mbop was released in 1996 
just five years after Moldovan independence from the Soviet Union. So it's no surprise they've kidnapped one of the little ones from Hansen, now well into his 30s, dressed him all in leather and had him perform with the world's least clothed police force. The kid from Hansen sings, I want your love, seemingly directed at this policewoman who actually doesn't reject any of his advances in any way and spends three minutes trying to get into his pants, literally whipping off his shirt at one point in a mini wardrobe change. Meanwhile, her two deputies clearly want to get in the action too and are having a dance-off to decide who gets to be the third wheel. I want to hate this, but actually I really can't. It's a cheesy performance, yes, but it's all immaculately choreographed. The song itself isn't original by any means, but it's decent enough to get in your head after three minutes. And, well, most of all, it's pretty memorable. I'm not going to forget this in a while, and neither will you. Could I just check, Dan, is the, is the Hanson reference simply a reference to the hair? Yeah, I'll admit, it's, uh, these are getting more tenuous as they go on. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would go as far as to say his hair, I find probably the most objectionable thing about this song. I mean, it, it's just a terrible style choice, really. Yeah, as, as a man who's made many questionable hairstyle decisions in my life, it shouldn't be me that criticises one of the most popular hairstyles of the 90s, but I really don't think the Rachel works on a man. <laughs> What's the, is there a police element in the song or did they just like have they got these outfits left over from when they just finished filming a porno or something like is it's I want your love and there's no there's no criminal element seemingly implied. Well, no, Simon, if love is a crime, then that makes us criminals <laughs> famously. Alex, Alex, can I just say how much I love you for referencing Polly Genova? No, I just made my made my recording. Alex, do you like this one? Um, I mean, I love uh, the song Outside by George Michael. And in the video for that, there's some seriously nice fitting uh, US style police outfits. Unfortunately, that is not enough to redeem this song for me. It's the kind of Moldovan NSYNC and Backstreet Boys singing that kind of up-tempo, almost aggressive style love ballad. It's unfortunate that this is, as such, 15 years too late. Okay. Um, Minnie, are you a, a fan of uh, skimpy police costumes? It was definitely the, it was the horniest entry, despite the lack of brass. brass. Oh, Minnie, I thought you were better than that. Run with that Liberty X song, but more pornographic. I wish they'd dressed up the rostrum that they climb on because it looked as bare as she does. It just looked like we'd forgotten to do our set decoration. I, I like the sort of multi-level scaffolding. It, it's, yeah, that maybe they could have dressed it up to look a bit more like, I don't know, a, a sort of New York uh, fire escape or something like that. But I like the I like the multiple layers. I like where he's jumping up and they gyrate into one another. I actually quite like the potentially semi-woke male and female um, gyrating dancers. I don't know really what you're moaning about. I find the song, yeah, it's, it's not the most innovative song in the world, but it's it's quite catchy, as a couple of you touched upon, and I think it does its I think it does its job pretty well. 
Can we talk about the backflip briefly? Yes. So I, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a bit of a classic Simon here and start sort of complaining about something that I definitely couldn't do. But that said, so two things. First of all, so he doesn't start on the floor; he starts on the rostrum. So he's got that extra height to make the backflip a bit easier. Oh, come on. And, and then secondly, right? Secondly, if you watch, one of the policemen pushes him over, pushes as in pushes him round, so he can do the full rotation. He doesn't even do it on his own. This is why it's so feel... bizarre. You're someone's favourite panelist. <laughs> I feel. I feel like Simon. Critiquing gymnastics is a different podcast. Well, we'll we'll have Alex sings the hits and Simon does the backflips. I would pay good money to see Simon do the backflips and the hula hooping. Right, douze point. Edouard wants your love. Do you want to give it to him? I'll take that as a no. There's there's not a lot of love for Edouard, but does anyone hate it? Yes. Nil point from me. Defund the Moldovan police. <laughs> <laughs> Although judging by their costumes, could they afford to lose any more funding? <laughs> yeah, they've lost enough fabric as it is. Uh, and I mean, uh, what we haven't given enough credit to is the fact that um, three dancers there are dancing for three continuous minutes in leather. That's probably a lot of chafing. Yeah, think um, of the chafing. That thought was enough for me to also give it my nil point. Okay. Talk about police brutality. <laughs> um, right, predictions. Uh, Alex. Yeah. Middle of the Middle pack. Middle of the pack. Yeah. Eleventh. There was one that was eleventh. No, there wasn't. Twelfth. 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 Kikoki. On to song number four, and even further back in time. Uh, this is 2009. We're in Moscow, and this song is from Moldova. Uh, yes, it's Nelly Chibano, big star in Moldova. And this is her song, Horridin Moldova. Horny, horny, horny Moldova. Alex. Thanks, Phil. Um, yeah, in this 2009 entry, uh, Nelly Chobranu, a truly promiscuous girl, yodels and raps her way through three minutes of high energy Moldovan fun. The beginning of the song starts with quite a lot of intrigue because it has this sort of Moldovan chant, and you can sort of imagine that being the, the soundtrack kind of score overlay to a to a film set perhaps uh you know in in eastern europe or the middle east you know i'm thinking sort of gladiator or something like that where it sort of has that as part of the soundtrack to to set the scene to some kind of desert town and you kind of sat there on the edge of your seat wondering oh where's it going to go and it goes into sort of essentially a moldovan jig with four backing dancers waving a few mops around all right okay uh, Minnie, what did you make of Nelly? 
unlike her elephant namesake, I will not be remembering this song. <laughs> um, Simon, does this song from Nelly give you a, a dilemma? I think when when I heard the first note, I did fear the worst because there's you know some song Eurovision songs in this sort of style, particularly of this era, do really turn out shit. <laughs> but I I think this really pulls it off. I I really like this song. I suspect Dan will like it too. And I finally found out what the female Riddler would look like. So for me, this song by Nelly is just a dream. Fair enough. Um, Dan. Calavera's secret combination was performed just 17 years after Moldovan independence from the Soviet Union. <laughs> so it's no coincidence that Moldova have been inspired by Calamira in this entry. Strong Yogi Babai vibes from this one, I thought. Lots of cultural influences from the wardrobe to the dance routine to obviously the music. Um, an attempt has been made to make this local style Europe friendly, which seems to just be whacking up the tempo and turning up the volume for the chorus. It's not a bad effort, but it's no getting hot in here. So would you say that you thought um, Nelly Chibano and her dancers were, were party people? If that was a Nelly song, yes. <laughs> right. Do's uh, a nil poise. Uh, does Horridin Moldova make you want to go to Moldova, anyone, for 12 points? No. Nil point. No. OK. So we know that this one didn't get to number one, but where did it get to? Simon. I would say 10th. With this being from 2009, I just think it's a bit of a, a different Eurovision era where I think this kind of song would have done all right. Okay, and finally, we move on to song number five. It's the moment of the show that everyone looks forward to, apart from our panellists, usually. Song number five this week comes from the small, often not visited country of Moldova. And this is their 2018 effort my lucky day. Doridos there, proving just because you name your song after your band members doesn't mean it will sound like ABBA. <laughs> uh, yes, they have come with one of the most intricate performances ever given on the Eurovision stage. A series of nine opening and closing doors, hiding uh, hidden dancers, hidden lookalikes, and every one of them with a very strange looking face. Um, Doridos have a, have a strange history. Uh, they had previously attempted to represent Moldova at Eurovision in 2015 and 2016, before finally succeeding in 2018. They also appeared on the Romanian X Factor, uh, which surprised me when I found it out, because I have to be honest, I thought they were three singers put together for this specific song. Uh, they certainly 
do not look like they should be a pop band together. Nor does the song sound like a particularly great song. Even that's quite kind. I think it sounds like an absolutely terrible song. Um, Minnie, what did you make of this one? I agree, Phil, that it sounds like a terrible song. Specifically, Spice Up Your Life by the Spice Girls. I mean, it's a terrible song, really. If you if you close your eyes and listen to that song, you stop listening after about twenty seconds. It's it's really horrible. But but the staging is brilliant. It's an undeniable classic on the staging. Uh, Alex, um, well, I agree in the sense that it's clearly an incredibly ambitious bit of choreography, and there is. You know, it's a really complex routine, which having watched the sort of, for want of a better word, behind the scenes uh, look of what goes on behind the three doors or nine doors, rather. Um, you know, it's it's an incredibly complex uh, dance routine. It, it really lifts an otherwise very average song. And um, I'm not sure if it's points awarded or points detracted, but there is a piratey thigh grab. <laughs> In the middle of the song, I'm not sure if anyone spotted that. I, I, I went more than thigh, I think. Yeah, full on for me, piratey bum grab. I'm not. I'm not sure if this one is a piratey bum grab. I I think there is. It's there's a, more permission in this one, which makes it less piratey. It's a theatrical bum grab. Yeah, I I, I think the sort of the message of the song is that they are smooching and romancing and that sort so i think in that context a a bum grab is permissible as opposed to the piratey bum grabs of of your were sort of without without reason or or explanation well it's interesting you mentioned the piratey bum grab because only 17 years after moldovan independence from the soviet union came the infamous latvian piratey bum grab So it's no surprise that Moldova have gone a step further here with not only a piratey bum grab, or thigh grab as it may be, but a piratey implied intercourse and infidelity to boot. (laughs) I think there's an emerging theme here. Moldova going hard on a wacky stage performance, largely at the expense of the song itself. But these stage performances have been fantastic. And this one is the best of the bunch for me. The whole idea is wonderfully original and it's well used. They maximise the potential of what is quite a simple idea inside three minutes. Um, You can see from the behind the scenes clip in the playlist that a lot of work goes into put on the whole performance. And in in many ways, it actually becomes more impressive once you see the behind the scenes performance. Can we ensure that in the future we keep an eye out for piratey infidelity? I I would like that on on alert. Which is... (laughs) Also interesting, because I thought the guy in blue looks a little bit like Jason Mountford. Um, yes. But yeah. interesting on this occasion, it's the woman cheating on him. Is is that is that Jason Mountford had an affair a big enough reference to include? Maybe not. Uh, well, Jason Mountford wanking on Twitter was probably big enough. Oh, was that was that a scandal? I thought that he had, was he had an affair. Maybe I've mixed up my scandals. No, he yeah, he, uh, Jason Mountford wanked on Twitter. That's why he lost his job as the host of the One Show. So they they hired shiny, clean Matt Baker to replace him because he wouldn't wank, probably. (laughs) Blue Peter, blue balls. (laughs) Right. 
12 points. Is it their lucky day? It is, Phil. I'll be giving them my douze poire. Uh, the song, average, good at best, but uh, a really impressive and engaging routine. Uh, and for that, I'll give it my, my douze poire. Any more? Yeah, um, I will give it my douze poire. As you said, Phil, I don't think the song is anything special, um, but the performance is very good. So this is my douze poire. I'm stunned, really, I am. This is getting my nil point. I just, uh, I guess I'm as shocked by this as you guys are by me liking um, So Lucky. I, I can see that they've had to work really hard to get that staging effect. But I think before you see the behind the scenes video, it just isn't that impressive. I think the, it is less than the effort that's been put into it. It's not as impressive as the work that's gone in. And therefore, it's just not interesting to me combined with that Simon the kind of like oh I'm Simon I can backflip I can do the door opening routine it's not that impressive thing it's really it's really getting old now mate like that is impressive come on I'm not, I just don't or is this another thing we're going to challenge you to do <laughs> I, it's not DVD. about challenging me to it's not about challenging me to do it it's just that I just don't think actually people popping out from doors is that impressive I open doors literally every day. No one's given me 12 points at Eurovision. <laughs> I'm in two minds because, look, I I do genuinely enjoy the sort of Scooby-Doo charm of the door opening routine. It's brilliant. No, 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 no don't say that. That makes me feel really stupid for giving it my 12 points if you call it Scooby-Doo charm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, though. You know those scenes in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yes, no, now you say it, of course they do. I'm like, oh god, they're so dumb. I've just given my 12 points to Scooby-fucking-doo. You can't take it back now. Um, but on the flip side, the song is just <laughs> abjectly horrific. I, I, I mean, it's the most nothing song you've ever heard. And it is called the wrong name. I don't remember them singing My Lucky Day at any point during that song. It should clearly be called number one, but it's not. Confusing. Is it, is it perhaps that it's her lucky day and she gets a couple of shags? Well, it is Scooby-Doo, so someone's going to get shaggy. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just disappointed in all four of you, really. The the two songs that I kind of put in there to be mauled, which were So Lucky and My Lucky Day, the lucky double, are where all four of your 12 points went to. It's, it's like the four of you have no taste whatsoever. Predictions, please. Uh, Dan. Yeah, um, I think this uh, the novelty value of this song will carry it, uh, and I think it will get up to 10th. Excellent. Shall we run through where they came then? Yes. I don't think from your predictions that there's a great deal of surprises this week, because you were pretty on the money. Uh, the non-qualifier was 2015's I Want Your Love. The 14th place song was Horrid in Moldova from 2009. In 12th, 2011's So Lucky. In 10th place, 
My Lucky Day from 2018 and the number three song 2017's Hey Mama from the Sunstroke Project. But any way you colour that in, it's an impressive array of results from Moldova. I think we all agree that. Surely only a matter of time until Moldova enjoy the top spot on the on the podium. I agree, Alex, but please don't call me Shirley. Bum, 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 bum. Sorry. <laughs> um, we were playing a game this week. So, Alex, do you think you know any Moldovan music? Yes, well, I think you gave me a big clue when you said it was a famous pop song and you'll know it. I think this is the song with these young blokes that sing on the wings of a plane that goes, My he, my ha. Bang on, Alex. Well done. Also made famous by a meme, the Numa Numa guy. Yeah. Moldova really punched above their weight in terms of internet popularity. Yeah, contribution to meme culture. Fair play. They do. And certainly at the start of the internet as well. Um, so, yes. Well done, Moldova. Of course. Uh, at Eurovision, Moldova has yet to win. But as we proved today, not on this podcast. Yes, absolutely winners in our eyes. But next week, we shall be returning to our proper staple of Eurovision in isolation. Yes, it's finally here, ladies and gentlemen, my favourite Eurovision of all time. Yes. We will be travelling to Denmark and the year 2014, which features drag queens and moustaches. Surely most years feature moustaches. Yes, but not all, all years feature songs about moustaches, Simon. Don't call him Shirley. We will soon be launching a uh, Simon is my favourite Concession range, which is going to include T-shirts, hats and stationery. It's going to be like the Frankie Say Relax T-shirts, but it's going to say Simon Says Do's Part of Switzerland. Simon Says, uh, yeah, I really like this. Alex Says, mm, middle of the pack. Surely only a matter of time before uh, Moldy... Oh, Moldy... <laughs> surely only a... Surely a... How do you say it? <laughs> surely. They're going to win soon.